Welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I'm here to help you prepare your mind, body, and team to best support you during your birth experience. chat about. This is important. It's an important topic. It's something that is implemented very often in the birth space today. Um, Something that you might not even have consented to. It's being used in a sneaky way, which we'll chat about in just a little bit. Um, But we're going to chat about Pitocin today. First, we're going to start off with what Pitocin actually is. Pitocin is a drug that is a synthetic version of the hormone oxytocin. Now, towards the end of your pregnancy, when it's time to have your baby, your body will release oxytocin, which stimulates the uterine muscles and causes contractions, which obviously begin the process of labor. So Pitocin is the synthetic version of that, and doctors use this. um, It's like it's um, done through your IV. So it's an IV medication drug, whatever you want to call it for the induction of your labor or to get those contractions sped along for whatever reason. We are stimulating those contractions with this synthetic oxytocin called pitocin. And it is no, it is not the same. It is a synthetic version. So just, I just want to make that very clear because some people will try to tell you that it's the same thing and it is not. You can Google it. So if you were to decide that Pitocin was something you wanted to implement, whether to speed your labor along or whether to start your labor, that is what it is used for. However, it is also used during the third stage of labor, which is after birth, when you are delivering the placenta and making sure that uterus is cramping down on itself and that bleeding is stopping so we're not hemorrhaging. It is very common for healthcare providers to administer Pitocin during this time of your labor. It can help the placenta detach if it's not detaching on its own. And again, it can also help that uterus cramp down and stop any bleeding that's occurring where the uterus has detached. Now, this is where it can get a little sneaky because sometimes this is done without consent. Um, there's basically two types of ways to go about this. You can do expectant management, which is where you're watching and waiting to see if Pitocin needs to be administered, which is the way I personally like to do things in my birth. Um, And then there's the second option, which is active management, which is more hands-on, where you, you know, implement the intervention just in case. (laughs) So we don't get to the point of having blood loss. We just do it just so it's done and everybody's treated the same. Um, More of like preventative care, I guess, is like what they're trying to aim for doing that, doing it that way. What I get from that is these providers who are choosing the active management either don't know how to watch and wait or do not want to watch and wait or are not capable of effectively watching and waiting and administering if and when it's needed. Um, Also, evidence tells us from surveys that they've done uh, that physicians are much more likely than midwives to always or usually use an active management type approach. Postpartum hemorrhage accounts for about 11% of pregnancy-related deaths in the United States, and most of the time, providers are taught 
how to cover their butt. And administering Pitocin basically lessens the risk of their patient experiencing a postpartum hemorrhage of some sort, which puts them at risk for liability of their possible death. So to me, that makes a ton of sense (laughs) that physicians are more likely to use active management versus expectant management. It is quite literally the OB way. (laughs) I don't, um, I'm not trying to hate on OBs. That's just like, I'm just stating facts. Like this is on the internet, guys. This is evidence-based. You guys can read this for yourselves. There have been studies done that this is a fact. Um, and it's, it's information. It's information that I want you guys to process and apply to your situation as a consumer of the industry. You guys, it is important to be informed. Okay. And information like this shows very clearly, um, you know, the difference in care that you would get in a typical OB experience versus a midwife experience. This is good information when you're choosing a provider. This is good information to have when you're going into your experience. Have you, you know, if you've already chosen your provider, say, okay, I have an OB, so I know what I'm going up against. I'm going to make sure that I bring this up. Say, hey, I know that this is typically done at the end of, you know, the birth experience when I, it's time for the placenta to be delivered, but like, I don't want this today unless it is necessary. I want you to use your best judgment. And if you cannot confidently make that decision, I want you to be upfront and honest with me now. Tell me that you're not equipped to do so and you need to be honest with me. A lot of providers will say, oh, we can't do it that way or, oh, that's against policy or oh, blah, blah. But really what they mean is I don't know how or I don't want to. And that's a very, very common experience. My goodness, especially I I hear that so often with VBAC patients. Oh, you can't. Or, oh, you're not allowed. And it's like, okay, no, you, you aren't comfortable or you aren't equipped or you aren't knowledgeable. Uh, Like, let's, let's just be honest, please. At the very least, be honest with me. That's, I expect honesty from my provider and you should too. And you should keep asking questions until you feel as though you are being, you know, being told the truth. Anyways, Penelope's here now. So if you hear a little girl chirping in the background... That's what's going on. Also, her sound machine's on. So, sorry, not sorry. If you want the content, here's how you're going to get it today. (laughs) I was supposed to do this last night, but that did not happen. So, you're getting it day of. And with a screaming baby. I am not going to go into the side effects and the risks and benefits and blah, blah, blah. All the things. You know what its core function is in the birth space. Now you guys can go and get your hands on information. One of the best places that I suggest going is directly to the package insert. For all of the information such as ingredients and side effects and um, potential black box warnings, which by the way, Pitocin has one. If you don't know, a black box warning is the strictest, most serious type of warning that the FDA gives a medication. It is meant to draw attention to a medication's serious or life-threatening side effects or risks. I am going to read to you what the black box warning says in the uh, Pitocin package straight from the fda.gov's website elective induction of labor is defined as the initiation of labor in a pregnant individual who has no medical indications for induction since the available data are inadequate to evaluate the benefits to risks considerations pitocin is not indicated for elective induction of labor and let me tell you guys a secret it's used for elective inductions every single day Now, they'll slap some sort of medical reason on your paperwork, but it's being used. 
unnecessarily on a regular basis. I know because I had two unnecessary elective inductions with Pitocin. And if you really want to get technical, I had three. Pitocin was not necessary given the circumstances of when it was administered. I'm not saying I don't know if it would have ever gotten to that point of it being necessary, but when it was given to me, it was absolutely unnecessary. If you choose to implement the use of Pitocin during your labor experience, I just want you guys to be aware of this stuff because this stuff was not told to me. Nobody said, hey, here are the risks of this. This is what could happen. This is what it could do to your labor experience. This is what it could do to your baby. I just want you to be aware before we use this unnecessarily during your labor experience. Nobody sat there and did that work with me. And nobody's going to sit there and do that work with you. And if they do, bless that person forwards and backwards. It is a very rare occasion. And I love that for you. And I love that you had access to such a great person on your care team. But guess what? That is very rare and very hard to come by. I want you guys to do this work for yourselves. Nobody else can do it for you. And you might be hearing a little bit of my bias come out. I would probably never use Pitocin during my experience unless I needed it afterwards during a potential postpartum hemorrhage experience. But I'm making this decision for myself based on the information that I have, based on the experiences I've had with it in the past, based on the experience that I'm trying to create for myself in the future. That is my decision. So you can't, you guys can't just make the same decision as me. It's not, it's not smart, number one. It's not informed. It's like, oh, well, I trust her because of her views on this thing. So she must be right about all the things. No, please do not do that. Please don't. I've been asked several times this month. Already, I mean, we're halfway through the month. I would say like I've been asked several times over the last couple of weeks, so many times, countless times of like, what's your opinion on this? Or what did you do for your kids? Or what did you do about this? Or what are your thoughts on X, Y, Z? It's just like, guys, please, please, please do this work for yourself. I know I get it. I understand. Like I, I will share what I do, but also sometimes I won't. It's like, you guys are going to get what you get from me. But it's like, if you're asking that question, there's a problem there. It's like, if you're not able to confidently make this decision for yourself, you don't have enough information and you're not going to get it from me. You're going to get biased information when you're hearing what Taylor does for her kids and her family and herself. Because I make biased decisions for myself. That's my job. I have to make biased decisions, just like you should make your own biased decisions for yourself. I don't, that might not be the right way to phrase it. That sounds wrong, but like grammatically wrong. But th that's, you, you get my point? Yes? Okay. <laughs> I hope so. Because guys, literally this stuff is priceless work. This is a skill that you will need for the rest of your motherhood experience is learning how to make informed decisions. You have a tiny human being to make decisions for, and you should not be taking that lightly. So, um, gosh, is there anything else I want to talk to you guys about Pitocin today? I think that's just a quick overview. Be aware when they use that like active management, a lot of the times you will not be aware that they've used Pitocin during your experience and your consent was never gained. Um, so make sure that there's transparency surrounding that decision on both ends, both from yourself and from your provider. Be very upfront if it's not something that you want and be very upfront if it's something that you want to implement. Okay. Um, so... Yes, I'm proud of you guys for doing this work. This is just one of so many decisions that need to be made. Um, I'm going to link the birth plan guide inside of the show notes for you guys if you need to get your hands on those decisions. I also have a podcast episode, couple back for, you know, all about the birth plan decisions that need to be made. It's essentially everything that's in that guide. 
if you want it on your phone at your, you know, at your fingertips. I don't know. I like having stuff like that. It's nice. I try to make you guys stuff that I would also enjoy as a consumer. So um, grab that if you haven't already. What else do I need to tell you? Oh, join me for birth prep power hour on Friday. I would love to have you. It's inside the birth prep lounge now. You guys can come in there. You guys do not have to be alive to get your questions answered now. You guys can drop your questions on the thread that's inside the group. And as always, I will get through as many questions as possible every single Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just really quick because it just popped in my head, but I wanted to teach you guys the BRAIN acronym. This is something I teach my students inside the birth prep course. It is a great thing to run all of your decisions through, and it's what I encourage my students to do with their decisions as well. It's B, what are the benefits? R, what are the risks? A, what are the alternatives? I, what does my intuition say? And N, which is nothing. What would happen if you chose to do nothing to watch and wait? It's a really great and easy acronym to remember when you're making an informed decision. You're educated and you need your brain to be educated. So it's, it's easy to remember. <laughs> Benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition, nothing. And speaking of the birth prep course, if you guys have been wanting to join, keep your eyes out in just a couple days. That's all I'm going to say. There might be a secret special bonus coming um, and it might be the perfect time to join. So I will leave you with that. As always, happy prepping. Thanks for hanging out with me.